Hello there and welcome to today's episode on the Woo Woo Woman podcast. I feel that my days at home here have kind of been split up into coffee hours and wine hours. Anybody else? <laughs> um, and today I am here with you as I have my glass of wine and maybe you want to pour up a glass for yourself. And let's have a little chat about triggers. And I don't know um, how many of you resonate with um, Jay-Z or my generation, but what comes to mind is that one song that he has that's like, Jigga what? Jigga who? Jigga what? Jigga who? But saying trigger, right? Trigger what? Trigger who? Because let's talk about what makes us tick tock boom. Okay? I like have had multiple stories where I have been like put in situations where I react in such a way that is so impulsive, so irrational, and it's almost as if something else has taken over me, which obviously it has. My subconscious has totally taken over my conscious self, and I am totally running with this reaction that is whirlwinding and spiraling down into probably the most crazy situation um, that can be had. And, you know, as we talk about triggers and we look at the people, the situations, the places, the words, the conversations that really strike a chord within our being that like our raging monster head wants to just spring out and just be like, what? And it just takes over us. And it takes over us in a sense of, again, being unconscious. And, you know, where does this stem from? How does this happen? Why does this happen? And um, we're going to be talking about all of that and everything in between because I think that it is definitely a topic that needs to be touched upon because it is, you know, the triggers are amazing tools for self-reflection. And, you know, we constantly see a trigger as something happening outside of ourselves that makes us react. But essentially, yes, it's something outside of ourselves that makes us react, but you have a choice on how you are going to react. And you have a choice of what kind of energy you're going to give to that particular person, situation, topic, word, whatever the case may be. And as adults, you know, we oftentimes sense as though we are well-versed, we've been to multiple experiences, and we've kind of collected our knowledge on um, various different, you know, ideas, how we should act in certain situations, and yet we still fall short at times. And I have a personal story like of me going some, through something similar and I'm going to share that here today with you and how I, you know, worked through it and I grew through it. But, you know, we have got to stop pointing the finger outside. Um, when we judge, when we react and when we choose to really function from a different space than our conscious space, we are the culprits. We are the character. And we are the one that are choosing what the outcome is going to be. 
And it's very challenging, especially if you're new to this whole self-reflection, self-evaluation, self-assessment thing. It's really challenging to really grasp and wrap our head around the fact that it is us. Because we are so accustomed to pointing the finger outside of ourselves. And I mean, how, how, like, how do we not? You know, we've been brought up in a culture that suggests that everything outside of us is going to make us internally happy. Possessions that are outside of ourselves are going to make us internally happy. Relationships outside of ourselves are going to make us internally happy. And, you know, we reach a point where we realize, like, that's a fucking lie. Because I bought those Louis Vuitton, you know, purses and I'm still unhappy after a couple days. I bought those Christian Louboutin shoes with the red bottoms and I still feel like bloody hell. So we recognize now, you know, and there's this really interesting timeline of, you know, birth, the development of the ego, the destruction of the ego, and the return to love. And, you know, somewhere around the age of 28 to like 34, 35, we had that quote unquote like midlife crisis that really deconstructs the values and really kind of puts us in the space of like the dark night of the stole of like we constructed ourselves to believe all of these different things and now everything is like so crum crumbling down because we've recognized that nothing outside of ourselves is really going to pacify and nurture our internal selves. And when we look at what triggers us, we are also looking at the way in which we have chosen to function since the beginning. And I say since the beginning because there are certain situations, um, certain words, certain, you know, conversations that are had that really do create this upheaval within, you know, individuals and myself included. I'm not out of this. Like, no, I'm no near perfect. And, um, you know, we all have those, those different areas. But... The way in which we reclaim our power and reclaim our conscious awareness over these subconscious happenings is we go deep. We meet ourselves in those shadowy spaces. We hold the hand of our shadow, our dark spots, and we allow it to guide us down this path of self-evaluation and really relearning where things come from. And the reason why I say relearning is because you can really compare your brain to a Google database. And every experience that you've ever had is documented. Every happening, everything that has ever, you know, come into your state of awareness, whether it's conscious or subconscious, is somehow filed away um, in your brain. And depending on what kind of, you know, circumstances or situations that you come across, your brain seeks to find relationships, correlations, connections. And as soon as something pops up, whether that be about dogs, the, the word dog is going to file, you know, various different memories, ideas, understandings, or whatever the, again, topic, situation, word might be, you are going to have your own definition behind that word. And by definition, I mean your own experiences, your own thoughts, your own perspectives, your own interpretations and ideas and definitions of these various areas of our lives. Now, where does this all stem from? Well, our childhood. 
Um, very many of us have, you know, developed relationships and, you know, money is a really good one of these ideals and these, um, you know, belief systems and values around money. And they came from our parents or, you know, from who we surrounded ourselves with and slowly began to construct how we see money, how we view it, how we use it, how we value it, whether or not we feel like it comes easily to us, whether or not we feel like it takes so much work to get it. Um, and, you know, when we get down to the nitty gritty of any particular situation, thought, idea, or word happening, I will define it as, you know, we, it, it starts as children, you know, our very first experience with that, our very first memory with that. And we build upon that. And oftentimes, if the situation or the initial, you know, presentation of a particular um, happening is one that is uh, highly charged energetically, what we associate with is not necessarily the memory, but the emotion attached to that memory. So that highly charged energy, whether it be positive or you know negative, whether you see it as anger, sadness, regret, happiness, despair, whatever the case may be, that is what we connect the situation to. And hence why we end up having these reactions um, or emotional flare-ups, triggers. And you know these triggers are tools for us to evolve. They are tools for us to connect to our highest self. And we need to see them as such. And when something, you know, comes across your life and you are involved in a happening that has triggered you in some way, go back. Take a moment instead of like reacting in the way that you are so accustomed to reacting in that particular situation and allowing your autopilot ways or your ego autopilot ways to take the wheel. Take a breath instead. Step back and begin to evaluate the circumstances that you are currently involved in that are creating this particular thought, trigger, or emotion. And when you take that moment to, you know, not react from this initial space of, um, you know, again, that, that automatic reaction, but you're stepping outside of that for just a moment and taking a peek into what's actually happening and say, oh, okay, so the money thing, yep. There it is. When people talk about money, I get uncomfortable. Why do I get uncomfortable? I'm not sure. How am I defending my money? How am I defending my way of thinking about money instead of actually just allowing this happening or this situation to just nurture this particular area and be open-minded about what's going on and what you're feeling? Okay, so... Interestingly enough, you know, I have various different triggers um, and I'm currently working through some of them. I've worked through others and some are actually rearing their ugly heads and I didn't even realize that they existed until recently. So, you know, this journey of life is really a lesson and the game of life is truly that it is a game and it is how you choose to play this game that really, you know, 
predicts and, and allows your life to unfold in such a way. And that is our choice. You know, that is our internal way of looking through whatever colored lens we choose to look through um, as we're, you know, seeing a particular happening that's outside of ourselves. And my personal story is one that is um, one that I've recently been able to work through and just recently, it hasn't been that long, but I, during my high school years, I would say junior and senior year and, you know, my early college years, freshman and sophomore years, really had some anger issues, like deep-rooted, deep, deep anger. And when I, you know, started this journey of practicing yoga, you know, more regularly and allowing meditation to be a part of my daily life, I began to recognize how these cer certain circumstances were really just a reflection of myself. And I didn't like those parts of myself. So I got angry at them. And I attacked them. And sometimes I attacked them physically to the point of getting myself arrested, to the point of getting myself into the courtroom. And I didn't like myself and I didn't like the way that I was reacting to these situations and I decided to take a step back and begin to look at what situations I was getting myself in that triggered these responses. And again, it was just like this, 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 um, this wave of, of anger and you know the words that would come out of my mouth were like sharp and argumentative and battling and that you know just like truly a discord and disconnect and I chose to connect to that space within myself as opposed to disconnecting myself and choosing to point the finger outside myself and being like well she did this and he did that no bitch it was you Okay, and it's always been you, and until you actually choose to see it that way, will you ever really get over it and move on and transition out of all of that bullshit? So I started doing the work, I started going to yoga, I started reading books about it, and I recognized that my anger was really deep-rooted sadness that was there for far, far too long and manifested itself as anger. And... When I got down to the core of it, I recognized that my sadness and, you know, my anger really came from not being seen, not being heard by my mother. And God bless her. She is an amazing woman. She has always been there for me. She has helped me throughout my entire life and has been a really, you know, huge teacher that I am blessed to have because she has really helped mold me, help shape me, and really help me evolve and grow spiritually. But in the beginning when I was younger, I, as an Aries and as somebody who is really um, open-minded and, you know, loves experience, loves travel, and likes to dabble in everything and anything to really develop my own understanding of things and develop my own truth with things and what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And 
at the time of my youth and at the time of the development of my ego, you know, which is, you know, probably around, I would say, like, 8 to 12, um, and then, you know, again, like, in the teen years, I wanted to try different things. I wanted to do different things and I was restricted. I was limited. I wasn't heard. My perspective wasn't heard. I wasn't seen for who I was. I was, you know, seen for who I should be. And I, you know, was very challenged in this arena because Given the fact that I am very blessed to have been a part of a church and be a part of a lot of what I've been exposed to, which I know has helped me in developing my spirituality and my sense of self and connection to spirituality because it, you know, it was around me growing up, I didn't always resonate with the way it was done. And I challenged it. I asked questions. I wanted to do things and go places and see things and talk to certain people and my mom restricted that she limited that and she basically created the boundaries from which she thought i should grow from and be in and you know my values and my belief systems were not hers and that created a lot of conflict and as I'm verbally saying this, I feel like a lot of energetic release even now, just by, you know, speaking it out and, and sharing this. And it took me a really long time to notice that that was what it was. And I began to nurture that. And I began to spread my wings and do the damn things that I've been so, you know, longing to do and dabble in the things that I've so desperately been drawn to as a child but wasn't allowed to. And, you know, these are the things that I'm currently into now. You know, crystals, tarot, astrology, yoga, um, everything that I am right now were areas that were, you know, you know, preached to me as evil and works of the devil, but I've never felt more connected to source and God doing these things ever. Like no, you know, church sermon, no, you know, at home church gathering or youth group or, you know, whatever could ever really bring me to that space within myself that I so despe desperately desired and was drawn to. And, you know, there were things within the church that my mom was in that I didn't agree with, um, a lot of cult-like activities and lots of controlling and just was not my thing, okay? Like, I'm stubborn and I'm a little set in my, you know, belief systems and values, but I am open to hearing other people's because, you know, mine do shift on occasion and do shift depending on, you know, what's being presented to me. And, you know, that that is where we go. You know, we go to where we are triggered and we go to why we are being triggered at the source. And at the source of my sadness and my anger was 
not being validated for who I was and what I believed and what I wanted to do by my mother, who was at the time and still is a very pivotal part of my life and somebody whom I look up to. And to be deemed as doing wrong and to be deemed as on the right path and doing the works of the devil, that's hard to hear. And like, even though I'm very grounded and rooted into who I am now, and I have like built my internal, you know, personal powerhouse and, you know, developed my, my relationship with self and with source, it's still hard to wrap your head around the fact that somebody who you value really doesn't value what you do. And when we, you know, dig deep to these triggers, they're ultimately wounds. And we, as human beings, our work here in this life is to look at those wounds, is to look at that pain. And some of us might look back as, as far as the past and say like, oh, I don't really remember any pain. I don't really remember any trauma or anything like that. Okay, so then what is showing up for you in your present moment? What's triggering you emotionally in real time? And that's where you start and you go backwards. And you say, okay, like at the root of my reaction, what's there? Is it fear? Is it a sense of lack? Is it validation? Is it sadness, guilt, resentment? What's there? And when we go there and we feel those feelings, they lose their power over us. And we have the choice to start again. We have the choice to choose again. We can go through a situation the first time and it took me quite a few times because my mom still at times triggers me. But even though there is like this continual process and this energetic um, reminder that's still there, you have a choice. And your choice can either be conscious or unconscious. And your judgments, your perceptions, the color of your glasses all play a part. And the color of your glasses will begin to change and become more clear. And I, you know, I'm getting this like flash of, you know, I have my, my glasses on currently and I had a smudge on it. And like when you have a smudge on your glasses, you can't really see things clearly. You have to clean them off and you have to slowly do the work to begin to clear your lenses and to notice the color of your lenses in which you're choosing to see through. And what ends up happening is you choose to go to these spaces and see the root of, you know, the cause and begin to kind of go through that Google database and go through all of those websites and stories that, you know, either you've been telling yourself reoccurringly about certain situations or you subconsciously like automatically react to a certain particular situation in the same way all the time. Those are messengers. Those are tools. Those are places to go 
and to look at so you're no longer in bondage. You're no longer bound to that. And that's where you find your internal freedom. That is where you no longer allow those triggers to be areas in your life that hold you back from your blessings. Areas that hold you back and blind you. Because when you're reacting in that way, you're blinded by the situation. You're not even conscious about what's going on. You're not able to absorb the lessons that are coming through to you in that moment and in that situation. You're more focused on your reaction, more focused on your response, and more focused on how you're feeling than what's currently at play for you. And we are our own gurus. We are our own therapists. And I know this isn't to knock therapy by any means, but when you go to a therapist and you share with them what you're going through, you're reliving that situation over and over and over again. You're not liberating yourself. You're just replaying it. Now, if you want to liberate yourself from that, you know, wound, pain, trauma, drama, trigger, you got to relive it in the moment through your reactions, through your emotions, and backtrack it. The first step is recognizing that that trigger jigger right there is making me feel a certain way. Take a breath. All right, now what is this moment trying to tell me about myself? Okay, so I'm a little triggered by fear. Fear of, you know, self-worth. Fear of anxiety. Okay, so this situation, anxiety. Maybe it's there in that moment. Maybe it's at home during meditation or journaling. Revisit that. When I approached this situation, I felt fear. I felt anxiety. What other situations are similar to the one that I recently experienced that bring about the same emotions? What's at the root of that emotion? Self-worth. What's there? Is it sadness? Rejection. Go there. And when you go there, you can breathe. You've just created space for your body to breathe. To let space in. To air it out. And once you come to your, your you know, possible conclusion, share it. And sharing is a huge, like I had, I, we did a podcast, Sharing is Caring. Sharing is a huge part of healing. It's a huge part of coming to wholeness because you're sharing with somebody else and maybe initially it's you sharing with yourself by journaling and then revisiting that journal entry. But when you're verbalizing it, you're clearing it. You're further creating space and air within that area of your life. And that's where we find evolution spiritually. That's where we find mental liberation, spiritual liberation. And that's when it begins to translate into our physical liberation. We're no longer in bondage from our past. We've broken the chains and the cycles and the habits and the patterns 
because we've chosen to look at them in such a way that has brought us back to our wholeness and our light and our beauty and our potential. And that is what this life is about. And, you know, as you go through the course of your life and upcoming events and even current events, what's a being shaken up within you? Step back from that, look at it, notice the core feeling and emotion attached to it, and then go deeper. Take off the layers, layer by layer, shed the skin, layer by layer, until you're at the source. And when you go to the source, you open up yourself to connecting to source.